Hello and welcome to The Landed Podcast. I'm John Montgomery, co-founder of Landed, a travel company specializing in tailor-made journeys throughout Latin America and the Antarctic. At Landed, we're devoted to exploring these regions, searching out exceptional experiences and locations for our clients. The Landed Podcast profiles some of our favorite places and brings you conversations with friends we've made along the way, explorers, artists, and visionaries. If you're a repeat listener, welcome back. If you're new to the show, thanks for joining us. Jose Kecklin is the founder of Incaterra, a pioneering ecotourism company with iconic properties throughout Peru. Jose's start in tourism grew out of a production partnership with filmmaker Werner Herzog. Jose was a producer on Herzog's two Peruvian films, Aguirre, The Wrath of God, and Fitzcarraldo. These projects were completed under maddening conditions. Heat, insects, flood, psychological drama, a request to catch 400 monkeys, and the need to move a ship over a mountain, all in Peru's Amazon regions. During his early involvement with Herzog, Jose realized a need for Amazonian conservation. He conceived of a remote jungle lodge, a sanctuary for humans, and a refuge for wildlife that could fund the collection of biological surveys. The resulting species list would become a foundation for future conservation work. That first hotel, Reserva Amazonica, was constructed with machetes and hand axes. Over the decades that followed, Jose extended his efforts to Machu Picchu, where his hotels helped preserve more than 400 species of rare orchids, operate a rescue for trafficked spectacled bears, and provide habitat for more than 100 butterfly and 180 avian species. Cultural preservation is another aspect of Incaterra's mission. Their Cusco Hotel, La Casona, preserves a historic home, while the Sacred Valley Hotel, Hacienda Urubamba, helps maintain rural agricultural traditions. All told, Incaterra hotels have trained more than 4,000 local residents as hoteliers, field guides, and agroforesters. In his spare time, Jose is working to develop Peru's first marine reserve on the Cabo Blanco coast. We spoke to Jose, and I can't help but call him Mr. Kecklin, from his busy office in Lima, Peru. Jose Kecklin, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Glad to be in touch uh, again, John. It's been too long. Can you yeah. tell me how you got started in this business? In 71, uh, I met uh, producer uh, Werner Herzog, as he was uh, meaning to film a TV, one for the German uh, uh, TV. And uh, we decided, uh, we, we met, we talked, decided to, to go for a feature film, his first feature film. So I, I happened to be the co-producer putting in money to make it uh, a feature film instead of a TV film. Uh, uh, the, the, the filming of uh, Aguirre, The Wrath of God. I've seen it. Was uh, so difficult in, in the real faraway Amazonian forest that uh, required a very strong uh, Peruvian crew to, to, for logistics, for allowing it to happen in uh, really isolated uh, Amazonian Peru. It's hard to find so isolated places anymore. So that was 50, what, uh, 51 years ago that the film was uh, released. And in order to keep the crew 
I, I, I got attached to these uh, strong people, so I decided to carry on doing something else with them, and that was uh, going into building a lodge, which uh, we had uh, built for, for the filming, building another lodge uh, in another faraway area of Peru at that time, where you had to fly in with a DC-3 uh, at Dakota on a gravel airstrip. And that's how we started the tourism in 75. Uh, the original name was uh, Cusco Amazonico, as to tell that the way in to the Amazon was uh, Cusco. Uh, and then we carried on with uh, this uh, very raw lodge. And today it is called Incaterra, which is our brand, uh, Reserva Amazonica. Yes. So yes. it's, a, it's a very nice place now. It's and, uh, and Terra, the brand has been chosen by the Travel and Leisure yearly survey some uh, few years ago as the number three world uh, hotel brand, which is uh, quite uh, a surprise because it's a very small company in Peru. We manage, uh, we, we own seven hotels in most of them in faraway places. Um, working with Werner Herzog there in the in the first movie in the Wrath of God, I mean it's it's almost unimaginable that this movie was made, especially back yeah. in the seventies. Were you yes. there for the filming of or uh, uh, so, so, some parts? But uh, most of uh, those uh, scenes uh, were one shot only. No. No way of uh, reproducing it, so it was uh, very difficult. Uh, last year, I saw the film again on a big screen, on a cinema, and it uh, really is uh, uh, an extraordinary film. You couldn't tell that uh, the techniques, uh, the equipment, uh, the facilities uh, were fifty years ago. It's. No. Uh, and, and that's why we 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 decided to I decided to to carry on on uh, with the, these people in the rainforest uh, and uh, and then it happened that uh, seventy eight uh, I went back to Werner and said uh, Werner let's uh, do another film so you can pay me back and and then we did uh, Fitzcarraldo so legally I'm the, the author of uh, Fitzcarraldo and the co-producer as well. Uh, and that, that movie a... would never be made the same way today. You would never actually move a boat over a mountain. No, you no. would do that with computers, but it's an, it's it is it's an amazing it story. And the people, the ethnography, it's uh, the the documentary uh, burden of dreams. It tells about how life was uh, in the forest uh, for for indigenous people at that time who had uh, very few contact uh, with uh, Western civilization. It's, uh, if you have not seen it, uh, try, try it, Burden of Dreams. So, so in 1978, I believe you opened Reserva Amazonica. Is that correct? It's uh, 75. 75. 78, uh, what we opened was the Research Center. In order to 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 keep on the scenery 
which was uh, so amazing. To keep it amazing for, for the future, we decided to describe uh, what uh, the scenery was, and that we did through inventories, academic inventories, uh, what's really there. That has been the, the true baseline for us to not only learn about the forest, uh, but to keep the forest and to check on uh, how the forest is being depleted by migration. And uh, now we are in another project, uh, which uh, we hope to, to, to carry on with uh, USAID and Smithsonian Institute on uh, restoring the damage that uh, migrants uh, have done which have uh, interrupted the genetic flow along the, the river. So it's like a 30-mile river that uh, we are working <clears throat> on uh, bringing back, uh, restoring biodiversity. This is uh, on the Madre de Dios? Yes, uh, Madre de Dios region. It's uh, the, the region, which is a, a, a state in Peru. Yeah. It's the size of uh, Costa Rica, one and a half times. Costa Rica, 51,000 square kilometers. Madre de Dios is 84,000 square kilometers. At the time we got there, there were only 16,000 people in one and a half times the size of Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. Now it has been broken by humans' wrong action in uh, three uh, pieces, uh, four pieces, uh, three corridors. And disrupt and, the flow of genes between the three yes, parts. Yes, and according to Tom Lovejoy from the Smithsonian State Department, 40% uh, of the genesis of the Amazon Basin happens in this area. So mm. we, we cannot let it go. So it's a, quite a, a feat that we are trying to put together to, to bring back genetic flow. You have a 42,000-acre private reserve associated with Reserva Amazonica. Is that part of this project? Yes, it was the first one to be granted to the private sector in the history of Peru. That was in the 70s as well. How did you realize that tourism could be a beneficial force in conservation? The opposite uh, thinking. What, uh, Nature has a social function. So which uh, way could uh, nature provide its, uh, its, uh, its, its, uh, its uh, connection with uh, humans uh, in the least uh, possible uh, harmful way? And that's, uh, that's uh, ecotourism. It was a marvelous place, how to keep it as a, as a marvel. You, you, you need to learn. You, you need to have some uh, factual reference, a baseline. And that's what uh, we have been doing uh, and still are, are doing in learning about the, the forest. As to do whatever may be to, to bring it back to what uh, we encountered uh, over 50 years ago. You, <clears throat> you establish, you do these surveys to count the flora and fauna and catalog the different varieties? Yes, to give you an example. Uh, at uh, Incaterra Reserva Amazonica, we have uh, over 500 uh, bird species. All in all, in Incaterra, 
hotels, uh, our bird count is almost uh, as that of all Costa Rica. So it's um, with um, E.O. Wilson, uh, Harvard, for, uh, we, we have uh, in the 90s, I believe, we had uh, the largest number of ant species. Ants are particularly important uh, for the nutrition of the rainforest. Uh, with the Missouri Botanical Garden, we have a book of uh, over 20 years of uh, survey with uh, a description of uh, 1,266 or 44 uh, vascular plant species. Mm. And we can carry on in Machu Picchu with uh, American Orchid Society in 2001. It, uh, they published that uh, it was the place where the largest number of uh, native species in its habitat uh, were visible to the public within Incaterra, within our property. So, and butterflies and the sorts, uh, amphibians and reptiles, uh, Bill Dillman, he wrote uh, a book, uh, Cusco Amazonico, published by Cornell University Press. Uh, Cornell, the back cover, saying that uh, it uh, is the baseline for all future studies of uh, amphibians and reptiles. In uh, So it's, uh, it's, it tells that uh, research was uh, properly done. We, we can go into geology, we can go into butterflies. Or so by, by knowing what you have, you have a better opportunity to preserve it. Yes, definitely. And, and, and that's a rare case that uh, you may know. It, knowledge... Uh, 50 years of, uh, of research uh, it happens in very few places in the world. And one conducted uh, by the private sector, funded by itself, as we have done. Tourism is a way of uh, bringing up uh, funding, our own funding, to do research. So the tourism funds the research. Yes. <clears throat> it also <clears throat> provides employment and maybe convinces people to preserve what they have rather than exploit it through poaching or, or mining. Yes. yes, yes. So we go into that as well. Poaching is uh, no longer so because there's nothing to poach at. It's, uh, so, so we are working on uh, an, an indigenous, um, an indigenous uh, giant snail, which is almost like a, a pound or two pounds uh, weight, uh, Hmm. Uh, to to really to domesticate it uh, so as to have uh, an indigenous uh, protein fed by indigenous plants. So we, we're working on that for some years now. It's a reproduction phase. We have not uh, reached it yet, but you're, it's abundant. You're the domesticating these snails for, for human consumption? Yes. So it will be the chicken of uh, the Amazon. I understand that that Reserva Amazonica is your is your favorite of the hotels. Is that still is that a, uh, an accurate statement or? It's difficult to say because uh, each one of the hotels has a particularity. It is the first one where we started. Yes, yeah. But uh, to 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 be the most uh, preferred one from my person, I I couldn't tell because. Uh, 
the charm and the expectations and the purpose of the different ones uh, are different. Yeah. So I, I think if I'm thinking about uh, where I would like to be for dinner, I'm always at La Casona. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's a 16th-century-old uh, uh, Spanish house, one of the first Spanish houses built on top of uh, Inca uh, remains. Uh, and uh, it has been uh, brought up uh, by Denise, my wife, as uh, her what could be her home up uh, in Cusco. Oh, well, so that, it's very particular. This is a, a house that uh, Diego de Almagro also yes. stayed in. Yes. So I can I can feel the the st- the glare of his one eye. You've preserved the room so well, and it's right on Plaza Nazarenas, a couple of blocks off the Plaza de Armas. Thankfully, so you don't have as much of the sound, traffic, tourism. You're yes. on a quiet plaza, yes. and uh, yes. you're very close to anything you'd want to do in Cusco. The food is, it is exceptional, and this one is a member of the Relais Chateau family of hotels. And chosen by Travel and Leisure uh, as the best hotel in all South America. Well, so I'm giving, yes. I, if I got to vote, I, I might vote that way myself. Uh, there's a rumor that there's another project nearby that you're considering. Yes, yes. Uh, it's uh, the ca- cathedral orchard grounds, ah. which is... Uh, just uh, around the corner, around the corner, heading down to the main towards plaza. the museum, the Inca museum. Yes, precisely in front of it. Great, it's, uh, it, it's uh, a fantastic place. It's open space. It's uh, majestic. It uh, shows uh, you're you're there next to the cathedral building, which is massive. And you can see the, the sky, the blue sky. It's uh, it's uh, the best place in Cusco. So we've been going through the process of uh, permits, and that has taken us some seven years so far. I hope you persist. I, I think the result will be worth your time. Yes. Yes. Let's It'll take people to the Sacred Valley. You yes. have a... a a hotel called uh, Incaterra Hacienda Urubamba. This is located yes. around the kilometer 73 mark near and uh, near the town or in the town of Huayocari across the valley from Urquios. And yes. you're uh, well you're you're right in the heart of the valley. Um, between Yucay and and Calca. This is an area that uh, was was important during the Inca rebellion against uh, against Pizarro, but also an area that um, that has a long tradition of of cultivation by the Inca and the Quechua people, and uh, still has its rural character. Yes, John, and uh, you say cultivation farmland has to not affect farmland we built on the hill slope yes uh, we farm there with uh, oxen uh, driven instruments and uh, it's a, it's as it was 
maybe four or five hundred years ago. As it was. Yeah. Maybe maybe some eucalyptus trees have intruded, but that kind of makes <laughs> it a little, a little bit nicer. <laughs> Definitely. And it has uh, been built uh, with uh, local materials, meaning eucalyptus wood, and um, which normally is uh, not used for, for building as we have, for prime building, and uh, stone, beautiful beautiful stonework and um, ceramic uh, handmade tiles and uh, well it's uh, that's it it's uh, as as natural to the place as possible which is what uh, brings you keeps you in in the feeling of uh, the place you are at it's uh, indigenous to that particular given area and many, <clears throat> many of the products that you feature in the restaurant are farmed there or within a few miles yes yes it's a <clears throat> it's a part of the magic to 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 feel where you are at yeah to be part of where you are at so oftentimes we'll have people arrive in the Cusco area and go straight to the sacred valley to ease their acclimatization and yes, then, it, the, then take them on to Machu Picchu and then return and stay in Cusco. Yes, yes. A another option is to land in Cusco and uh, immediately go down all the way to Machu Picchu. Mm -hmm. And um, Machu Picchu is uh, air cabin altitude. So you, 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 you can get used to it overnight or two nights. Machu Picchu is not only what uh, the Incas did which is uh, grand difficult to 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 imagine how they actually did it but it's uh, where they did it uh, and what's uh, those high mountains uh, green green with uh, life with uh, biodiversity with uh, cloud forest uh, what's in there what's uh, the many orchids in there this uh, year we are hoping to we're working on uh, putting up uh, a second book on orchids uh, from Machu Picchu. The first one was from the hotel with uh, 78 uh, native species uh, photographed. Now we are to put up uh, one of 420 some uh, hmm. native orchids, most of them from the hotel as well. You have, uh, you have two hotels in Machu Picchu, but one of them, Machu Picchu Pueblo, has yes. tw 12 acres, a lot of that is garden. And it's surprising because you're right on the edge of the town. Yes. Not far from the train station, but here's a, a walk through a tropical forest with you know, more than, I think it's almost 400 species of orchids. And it, it, yes, it, yes, it's uh, 378. Uh, validated and uh, we're working on some more to be validated and uh, bear in mind uh, john that when we arrived there this was uh, cattle ground it was grassland mm. tea tea plantation so looking upon what the, the birds uh, fed on we restored uh, biodiversity we restored uh, a free lunch for them so within the hotel grounds, within city limits, it's uh, 214 
native bird species flying around. Mm. 16 uh, hummingbird species. It's uh, as many as continental U.S., but uh, most uh, most of them have uh, uh, some difference between male and female. So uh, picture-wise, it's like uh, if there were 23 yes. hummingbird species. And uh, the cock of the rocks is a resident to the hotel, which is a, a, a very difficult to see big animal in the forest yes which they do within the hotel grounds but uh, we don't tell so it won't be a tourist um, feature mm. uh, l- l- let them uh, carry on with their life this hotel is uh <clears throat> it it feels like a refuge from the the buzz and the hum of uh aguas calientes or, or machu picchu town it's really special because the the main sounds you hear are the birds the trees and the river yes yes uh, do it's, you still have a spectacled bear rescue project at the yes. hotel yes we do have uh, we started in uh, 2001 uh, as uh, as uh, bringing back uh, understanding of the um, UK Paddington Bear, celebrating the Paddington Bear. It, uh, and since then, we have had uh, six uh, bears. But uh, throughout this over 20 years, uh, bear life is uh, shorter than that. So mm. now we, we, we are replacing them with uh, new bears and going through the legal process of uh, having them authorized. And these to... are bears that were rescued from... Yes. Poachers or traffickers or circus, okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. All of them, yes. Yes, it's, there's a purpose to Incaterra, John. It's uh, what uh, we do is uh, visibly is uh, tourism, which uh, brings in uh, money. The purpose of the money is to, to preserve the area as to conserve it to, for the future, mm-hmm. as it was. As in, in Machu Picchu, it is not exactly as it was because it was grassland. But uh, when you walk around the, the cottages, uh, you, you may feel that uh, they were built uh, amongst uh, the trees. Uh, and it is uh, the opposite. Uh, the, the cottages were built and then the trees were planted. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a very rare thing to do. And, and it, uh, it is validation has happened through the birds, uh, through the fauna that still comes uh, down from the mountains, uh, rare fauna, uh, a midget uh, deer, uh, or uh, other species that are not... Uh, visible locally normally and and uh, it's a secure place uh, for for animals that must be so rewarding to to realize to see to watch on the camera traps what animals have come to something that used to be a farmer's field yes yes yeah so that's the the second purpose of the of the visit and the, the one attraction is the man-made uh, Inca citadel. But uh, 
the the surroundings that why they built there you will encounter that uh, whilst uh, within the hotel grounds mm-hmm. and there's uh, another rumor that you may be expanding the hotel or taking over conservatorship of some other ground is that still it's, likely yes yes within the city limits we have started uh, building uh, another hotel which is uh, uh, high end higher end with uh, a nicer view of uh, the whole uh, canyon valley and but because of the pandemic we started we stopped it and now we are hoping that the tourism may be flowing back uh, later this year uh, peru has uh, gone through very difficult times fortunately now uh, politically wise uh, democracy has uh, been uh, reinforced uh, uh, reinstated uh, to say so and uh, the new people in charge uh, the cabinet uh, is uh, people who, who who are willing to talk to the private sector who are willing to work with the private sector mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh, it's people who uh, are educated so this uh, is bringing back uh, a sense of uh, future for us, uh, the ones of Peruvians uh, that are in contact with them and working with them. So. I'm glad we've touched on this. We, we had uh, a period where many people were canceling, and now it seems that with the restoration of democracy that uh, a lot of people have begun to, to ask us again about visiting Peru and uh, to start booking again or rebooking trips that they had put on hold. Yes, uh, just uh, yesterday, the State Department uh, travel warning stepped down from uh, level three to level two, which is uh, just uh, be cautious about uh, where you go to, which is uh, most places. Uh, You go to Paris today and it's uh, the same. Yeah. uh, So it's uh, we're back to normal to say so. And uh, I must uh, praise uh, the American ambassador and the whole uh, attitude of the, the embassy and USAID to, to, to come in to, to be part of uh, the future of Peru. And I would say that uh, America needs uh, to look upon the, their southern neighbor more than uh, what they have done in the past. Mm-hmm. Peru for us is, it's, uh, it's more than just another country. It's more than just another destination. It was the, the first place I visited in South America. And my interest in South American travel grew out of seeing a photograph of Machu Picchu when I was maybe 12 or 13 years old and, and, and disbelieving that such a place could really exist. I had to visit it. Yes, yes. That was my childish amazement at that, that uh, same age, 11 years old, was uh, my first uh, visit to Machu Picchu. No, and I've, I've been too many times to remember, but... Uh, <laughs> It still calls to me. It's it's still a a great pleasure to to visit, and I it is. I'm I'm proud of the new systems that they're putting in place to make the visit less chaotic, more yes. organized, and more uh, I would say even. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Uh, this afternoon I have a meeting with a culture 
ministry uh, and, uh, uh, and we're going through many topics uh, regarding Machu Picchu. Well, I'd be interested to know what's coming next. I hope the museum goes forward soon. Yes. Uh, the interpretation we, we, center at the base. Yes, uh, we're, we're working on uh, having it uh, within town limits on an existing large uh, building, which has an auditorium for over 380 people, top uh, class uh, already built. Uh, and instead of having it, as uh, somebody suggested to have it uh, a mile off town, mm. which uh, would uh, create another development uh, area in uh, expand the footprint of the town eventually it would be filled in all between yes yes so so that that, that, that's what we're working on uh, directly in caterra we we, we're working on uh, things uh, within town fortunately the mayor is uh, uh, an agreeable person ready to work and he's working with the private sector as uh, as it should who's the current mayor of machu picchu elvis Elvis La Torre. Elvis La Torre. What a great name. Yes. That's our. <laughs> the king. Elvis, our. Yes. <laughs> young. Young person. The, and easy to talk to, to, to converse, to have a, a, a mutual verse, a mutual understanding of words and meanings. When I spoke to your son, Nacho, a few years ago, he told me you were very involved in a new project. I think it's in the north, maybe not too far from Tumbres, Cabo Blanco. Yes, yes. Uh, it's uh, Cabo Blanco. It's uh, Cabo Blanco itself. It's a fisherman's uh, area, which uh, has uh, remained as such uh, since the 50s. In its uh, glory days in the 50s, it was uh, where the big uh, black marlins, the granders, a thousand pound ones. Mm, the Hemingway sized marlin. Yes, and this year it's uh, 70 years since uh, the, the, the largest ever trophy happened uh, at Cabo Blanco. So we're celebrating that in August. Uh, so we're trying to bring, bring back uh, Cabo Blanco Ocean, which is uh, a very interesting. Uh, challenge. Uh, Through the years, uh, we've been presenting different proposals to the government how to do the first marine preserve and uh, to no avail because maybe we we went too large. uh, So now we've uh, managed to have a a small area under our control, our management, our name, which uh, faces, uh, it's a two kilometer long uh, stretch uh, uh, of land that uh, we have uh, bought uh, from government uh, in the desert. Uh, so we're working on bringing back uh, the dry forest of, uh, of the area, uh, of uh, bringing back uh, the food chain of uh, the natural one on this uh, 100 hectares, uh, 2,000 meters by 500 meters. A preserve, a private preserve, and uh, and uh, we're working on it. It's uh, it's uh, we have already built a hotel, not open yet uh, because of uh, pandemic and the crisis. And um, absolutely beautiful. Now you're reforesting the the coast. Yes, yes. 
the, the naming doesn't go with the doing. It's a, it's a very, very broad understanding of what's the reforestations. We've been doing research on which are the real authentic species and how to plant them in extreme desert conditions with the minimum, absolute minimum water requirement. So it, it, it is a very thoughtful process. We are having the assistance of the best people doing reforestation in the rainforest. Mm. Actually, we are doing reforestation as well. We are, no, we are going through the process of having the permit to do reforestation at Machu Picchu Sanctuary, uh, the park, the national park, uh, replicating what uh, we learned on how to bring back uh, biodiversity to our plot within city limits. That uh, process and understanding now we are escalating it to some uh, large area with indigenous uh, plants uh, of Machu Picchu. So that's one thing, but uh, uh, similar to it, uh, same timeline, we are working on uh, the one in, uh, in, uh, in the dry forest of uh, northern uh, Peru, south of uh, Tumbes, as you mentioned. Dry forest, okay. Yes. There's a project in Pichilemu, Chile, uh, at Punta Lobos, where they're reforesting, you could say, the coastline with cacti, native cacti. You might yes. be interested in meeting those folks. No, I haven't, but uh, cacti is uh, part of the uh, native species. And so it, it's all about native species, uh, how to allow them to survive, not only as seeds, and now we had the uh, rains. It's uh, a small nino we have had in this uh, past uh, months. Uh, and uh, so th the desert today, it's like uh, a forest, not big trees but it's all green, it's meadows, it's uh, an, an abnormal uh, scenery in the forest. Mm. As far as you can see, it's green. What was, uh, and why is it green? Because uh, there's this particular quality of uh, the seeds, the plants, that uh, they can uh, uh, they're, they're, remain dormant uh, for 10, 20 years. 30 years until another El Nino happens. If you would come in these days, you would be surprised that the desert is green. Well, I can't wait to be back in Peru. Mr. Yes. Kecklin, why should someone consider coming to Peru? It's a diversity, if there would be one, one word to put in. It's a diversity in any any way you may look at it. It's uh, th th there's a saying that the whole rich uh, scale shows to be 104 uh, life zones, which in Peru would be 84 of them. The the the, the, the formation, the ge geography, it's uh, it's uh, so different. Uh, within small areas that uh, allow the produce to be different, uh, allow the people to react in different ways to, to, to the climate. 
and uh, and that has uh, brought up um, many different expressions of life that uh, in other places have uh, disappeared because of uh, modernity here you you can see people living acting uh, unfortunately under poverty terms but uh, as they were some four five hundred years ago yeah it's a uh, uh, culturally wise uh, it's a cradle of civilization over five thousand years of uh, human organized uh, presence the original findings uh, show no weapons so it tells that uh, people have uh, learned to to live together without uh, that uh, much fighting through the centuries and so we have uh, many many civilizations R right now Incaterra has put together uh, with uh, World Heritage Exhibitions, uh, a presentation of Machu Picchu and the Golden Empires of Peru, which has been in uh, Paris for six months, and now it just ended uh, Milan, another five, six months. It's uh, coming back to Peru. It was in Florida originally, and coming back to Peru as it uh, should every two years to renew its uh, permits and go back again. So we are meaning to be six years on the road, showing what Peru is. It's an uh, ancestral presentation. It's, I would say that uh, Peru is uh, an anomaly. And thanks to non-development, to say so, as other countries, we still keep uh, the the baseline of uh, the original Peru the Spaniards found. Mm -hmm. well, Mr. Kecklin, it's been too long. I hope to see you again very soon, hopefully in Lima. <laughs> yes, John, and uh, please uh, be a good preacher for Peru. We we need to spread the word. We need uh, foreign tourism. We need American tourism to come in and to put into Peru themselves as persons, their, their time, their sense of uh, living, and uh, their savings, the money that they can bring in that, that will pour in into many people. It will benefit uh, many people down uh, the line and, and uh, assist us to, to, to have a better quality of uh, living for humans and flora and fauna. I can spread the word. I am evangelical about Peru. Good. Because um, we care, you know? Yes, yes. Sir, it's an honor to speak with you. Thank you for your time and for your, your insight. Thank you for being in touch again. <laughs> All the best, John. If you'd like to know more about custom travel in Latin America and the Antarctic, reach out to us at landedtravel.com. Since 2006, Landed has designed private, tailor-made travel throughout Latin America and the Antarctic. Thank you for listening.